The Last Word on Sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. Welcome back to The Last Word on Sport. Well, it was a bumper weekend of Gaelic football activity, which saw Galway, many people's favourite for the championship this year, eliminated at the hands of Mayo. And not only that, but we had to draw this morning for the quarterfinals next weekend. So let's review all the weekend's action and look ahead to what the next set of quarterfinals may hold. I'm joined by Martin Carney, former Donegal and Mayo footballer, and Ray Silk, former Galway footballer, Gentlemen, you're very welcome to the last word. Ray, I'll start with you. Go away after the last couple of years. It looked like, as I said, many people saw them as favourites. Where did it all go wrong? It went wrong mainly, well, look, you'd have to go back to last weekend if you really want to know where it went wrong in. Um, they let Armagh beat them by a point when all they needed was a draw, so that was a huge result. That's what put them into the preliminary quarterfinals. So they shouldn't have been there yesterday, would feel. And then yesterday, they lost it in the first half when they only scored 50, 50% of their chances. They only got 8 from 16 attempts. Shane Walsh, who was our hero last year in the All-Ireland Final, was probably the worst culprit. He, he missed a lot. And, uh, you know, that, that was a big turning factor, really. They were, it was 8-3 at half time, and well done to Mayo. They deserved the win. I thought Kevin McStay uh, really sent, sent his team out with a plan. He dropped Matthew Ryan, James Carr, guys like that. But when Carr came on, he scored. Killian O'Connor came on and scored. Matthew Ryan came on on midfield and he made a difference. So Mayo deserved to win. They blitzed Galway at the start of the second half. Uh, their goal came from a, a Galway mistake. Uh, Conor Gleeson pumped the ball long, but it went straight to um, Paddy Durkin. And to be fair to David McBride, he, McBride, he came at speed and buried it in the net. Now, you would have to ask where... <laughs> Shane Walsh or Ian Burke, whoever was on David McBride, you can't let a player come 40, 50, 60 yards and not be tackled back. But look, I think Mayo deserved it. Uh, they bounced back well from their defeat to Cork. And I was impressed with McStay. I, I said that again in that uh, the likes of Kevin McLaughlin, who's been around a long time, he came on and did very, very well. He scored. Tommy Conroy, a.k.a. Tommy Goals, did very well. He scored two points as well. Jason Doherty impressed. So Mayo looked like they have a very, very good panel of players. I don't think they're going to win the All-Ireland but they're working very, very hard and just before we go to Martin, Ian one thing that caught my eye just when I was prepping now did for half an hour Mayo won by a point Cork won by a point and Monaghan won by a point so in, that, in those eight teams bar Tyrone's big win over Donegal there was very little between the sides but if you ask Park Joyce he said earlier uh, that it was a poor season for Galway and it was we got beaten by um, our man we got beaten deservedly by Mayo and I wish Mayo the absolute best of luck in the All-Ireland quarterfinals against Dublin. Martin, was this one by the selections the managers had? If you look at Kevin McStay's choices, plenty of changes brought in. And if you look at the choices, of course, for Galway, a lot of players out there yesterday, perhaps Sean Kelly, didn't look too fit. Yeah, you take your point there. To be honest about it, Ian, uh, Kevin McSay blindsided us all actually with a selection yesterday. I mean, none of us expected to see Jason Doherty, uh, for example, starting in defence. He had, um, I think he played against Louth and Kerry, but um, yesterday starting in defence instead of Conor Loftus, that was a surprise. Like when you considered that Conor Loftus had been a centre-half back in 11 of the 12 games previous to that. On top of that, Kevin McLaughlin has had very, very little game time. In fact, I think he came on as a 
up perhaps against Cork maybe after the, in the 52nd minute but they have started yesterday and they have been so effective in the opening 15 minutes that was a big plus from Kevin McFay's point of view I didn't think James Carr will be dropped I felt that with Matty um, Ruan at midfield he hasn't been in great form at the moment so I think giving him a rest was of benefit to him and of benefit to the team and the guys who came in Tommy Conroy in particular I thought you know with his pace was very very effective early on and just the cohesion that Mayo showed in the second half in particular now remember in the first half Ian they were all over the place they only scored three points they didn't score actually after the seventh minute for the remainder of the half but once they came out in the second half they blitzed Galway over the opening 18 minutes and scored 1-5 without reply and the goal was probably the turning uh, feature in the game but aside from that I thought the display of killing or of Dermot O'Connor and of Patrick Dorkin in that period was critical to the outcome of the game. Ray, you mentioned there Shane Walsh and you talk about all of the other Galway players that needed to stand up yesterday. Was he missing for a good bit of that, that game? Look, Shane has, his form has been on the, the road to nowhere now for the last uh, few games. You know, and I, I, I taught Shane, I have huge respect for him, he's a fantastic player, but he just hasn't been on it. Like, the transfer, he won an All-Ireland club with Kilma Code, and even in the club series, he wasn't maybe as impressive as he has been. Look, the Nadir really, he was taken off against Sligo in the final final, so Shane hasn't been playing well, he probably admit that himself, he's a lot of different things going on, and you know, it's just, hasn't been going well for him, that's the bottom line. He kicked two frees yesterday that I would expect my 14-year-old boys here to score. He had the wind at his back and he popped them wide. Two, two big, one big factor, and some people would acknowledge this, I think Martin would as well, Damien Comer had been doing very, very well at full forward. He was strong, he was effective, he was keeping David McBride on his toes. Comer had to go off at half-time uh, with a hamstring, so he was a big, big loss. And the Galway's strength and depth just isn't good enough at the moment to play at the top level. Three boys are missing. There's Aleem Silk, he's in New Zealand. Uh, Kieran Malloy, <laughs> Corrafin, he has a cruciate ligament injury and Dylan McHugh who is a bloody good player uh, Ian, a really good player he was out without a hamstring so from the team that started All Ireland final last year 50% of the defence are missing and they're all men and what I mean by that is they're 25, 26, 27 the guys that have replaced them are 21 and 22 and in my opinion I prefer to have a fully fit 28 year old than a fully fit 21 year old and it's a long time Ray before that that squad will have another game. I mean, it's going to be a big, long period to sit around and watch other teams out there and think we've, we've blown another chance. Yeah, but look, when, we can't be that surprised in that, you know, we've just been going reasonably well. Uh, we got beaten in the league final by uh, Mayo, deservedly so, maybe missed a few goal chances. And, you know, Matthew Tierney had a great goal opportunity yesterday to get a response. He didn't take it. Uh, you know, Colin Reap came out, but Matthew probably should have stepped around Reap and it would have been a penalty or a goal. And, you know, the guys haven't stood up. Like, who, who Paul Conroy worked exceptionally hard yesterday again, but Paul's heading for 34 in. So, you know, people say you'll be back. It's hard to know we'll be back in six months' time. We don't know. But, look, we're turning our attention to Mayo now, and they're playing Dublin next weekend. Um, I would expect Dublin to win that, but maybe Martin will have a different perspective. I'll get on to the preview of the, the games in a few months' time. But let's go up to... Donegal and Tyrone Martin I think it's fair to say that Donegal's season which was difficult to say the least with various other matters going on it's come to a, a very bad end and Tyrone looked really good in that game 
Yeah, it came to an un- a not unexpected end, to be honest with you, Ian. I mean, for an Ulster Derby, shall we say, it was rather on the tepid side. And basically, with the form that the two Canavans are in at the moment, I think between them, Rory and Dara scored a goal in six points. There was never any doubt about the outcome from an, uh, from an early stage. Like, as I said, the affairs that went on earlier in, in, in the year in Mayo, like the resignation of, uh, of Paddy Carr, and then the efforts and the wonderful efforts, uh, to be fair, by Aidan O'Rourke to try and kind of, shall we say, right a sinking ship um, they, you know in fairness to him he, he got the team going again but nonetheless you had this sense that they were never going to actually fulfil the potential and the one thing maybe that they can get as a positive from the year was the displays of Oshin Gallon he's a Balabafé lad he's one of these guys that you pay to go in to watch and he scored four points from play the other night but he had a very very ordinary uh, what I call um, support cast around him and Tyrone you know Tyrone answered a few questions of themselves the other night. I felt from the previous weekend, like when they struggled to get through Westmead, that they had something to prove. And the one thing they had to prove, had they got the appetite for the game? And were they prepared to play and respond to the promptings of Fergal, uh, Logan and Brian Duhar, their managers? Well, I think we got the answer from them, that they're getting the appetite back again, and that they're getting a little bit of more direction and cut to their play. And the fact that they, you know, have been drawn against Kerry next weekend, that's a huge incentive for them because they love playing Kerry and they love kind of going out and trying to kind of master the master so to speak and like with the Canavan brothers as I said uh, playing so well with Matty Donnelly I think he got four points the other day from play and Darren McCurry up front with that quartet playing well they'll certainly give Kerry their fill of it next weekend Are they peaking at the right time now because as you said they've had they've had they've had, they've come true they're fine and they are getting there just when other teams are perhaps struggling a little bit or struggling to get their form right. Well, that is true. I think they are coming right at the. Uh, uh, they are coming good at the right time. Like all through the league, actually, you know, we just wondered about them. We didn't think there were there was a, that cohesion there that you would have expected from them. Uh, but I thought in the group stage, it's like okay, I, against they are mad. Are mad. I, I, I can't recall now who they actually beat. But I know the last day out against Westmead, they were very very lucky to come through it. And had they lost that game, actually, they would have been the ones that actually were at bottom of the pile, so to speak, and Westmead would have gone through. So they have struggled with form. A number of their better players um, haven't just, even through the National League this year, shown, as I said earlier, the appetite and the character that we would have expected of them. And I think their, their, their timing is... Uh, right at the moment. And again, remember for all panels at the moment, for all managements, for all players, this is a new format to championship. This is a new thing that nobody has kind of encountered before. And maybe, you know, maybe they're getting the secret. Maybe they're getting the magic touch and coming right at the right time. But we'll certainly find out the answer to that next weekend. Ray, Cork will be very happy with themselves. I think a lot of people would say, look, you've got to a quarterfinal. That's great. And they'll be pleased with it. Can they realistically look to go a bit further? Well, firstly, well done to them. Um, I met Kevin Walsh yesterday after the game, and he was just saying th- that John Cleary and himself and Pete, the, the management team are delighted with the progress that they've made. Now they've beaten Mayo and they've beaten Roscommon. Uh, they deserved the, the win really against uh, uh, Roscommon in that they pushed on. I thought Conor Corbett took his goal brilliantly. It was a really, really tight angle, and he slipped in there. I've been impressed with Ian Maguire at midfield. Uh, you know, he's done very well with O'Callaghan, and that kind of I think is the powerhouse there at the middle. They 
also beat Ross Conway without Brian Hurley, who I would consider to be possibly their best forward. He's an absolute super player, but unfortunately the poor lad is deviled with, bedeviled with um, hamstring injuries, so he was missing, which got, gave Sherlock the start. I would feel maybe Cork is slightly in bonus territory now, and I think coming up against Derry it'll be very, very difficult. But, uh, you know, Michal A. Martin has made a few fine saves. Roy McGuire is really catching the eye at centre-back, Ian. He scored two points again the last day. So, look, we wouldn't have expected them to get to the quarterfinals, but it was great to see a, a big number of Cork supporters, even watching the Sunday game last night, and I just looked up the attendance. It was 14,000 at the game, and, you know, Cork, Cork footballers, as we know, are often second-class citizens compared to the hurlers. So, you know, John Cleary has given the supporters something to cheer about, and, you know, hopefully they'll travel in numbers next weekend as well. It's Cork versus Derry and Mayo versus Dublin. So I would expect, and we'll do the preview in a few minutes, as you said, you'd imagine Derry would, be, would have too much for them. But Cork... Uh, are, they have two wins in a row they're going to feel very very confident that they can produce a little bit I think they'll need Hurley back and fit and I hope he is because he deserves to play at the highest stage he is an absolutely tremendous full forward I think it's fair to say gentlemen that the quarterfinals are going to look pretty good games for anybody Terry Terry, Terry, Terry Tyrone I beg your pardon Armand Monaghan Derry Cork Mayo Dublin they are eye-watering clashes Martin what do you reckon is, is going to be the fans favourite next weekend for, for Dublin Mayo Ah, uh, well, the Dublin Mayo game, I mean to say, that, like, they have defined football in many respects, so that, uh, it, it, you know, since 2011. I'm not sure. Um, they've played nine or ten times. I know Mayo have only won twice. I think, in fact, the last time in 2020, uh, in 2021, when they met in a semi-final, Mayo won 17 points to 14. But previous to that, I think, um, uh, Dublin had won the majority of the games. I think there were, there was a, a, a replay in the final, I think, of 2000. 16 and in the semi-final of 2017 or sorry 2015 but um, other than that I think maybe 2012 might Mayo might have won also but other than that Dublin have been dominant now at the moment are Dublin as good a team as they were a couple of years ago I don't think so I don't think they have the same energy I don't think they have the same cut to them I don't think they have the same leadership throughout the field as they had a couple of years ago <laughs> Mayo equally I'd say I still think, um, you know, have a, a fair bit of improving to do. Like yesterday, for example, Ian, they only won seven of their kickouts, which isn't the form of potential champions. As well as that, they hit an awful lot of wides. And they went through periods in the first half where they were just absent, where they weren't able to penetrate the blanket defence that, that um, Galway had put up in front of them. So Mayo know themselves they have a lot of improving to do, but it makes for a very, very interesting game at four o'clock next weekend. And we're going to get probably the first full house of the year in Crow Park for that particular game. Briefly, Ray, Kerry Tyrone looks like we had another great clash. Absolutely. Um, you know, you have Paddy, Paddy Clifford and David Clifford taking on the two, the two hearts. Uh, Peter the Great, as his nickname was, like they scored 11 points between them, I think, or 12, yeah, 11, 10 or 11 points last weekend. Uh, last, uh, one six actually scored, but I was saying the full forward line of McCurry, Donnelly and Dara Cannabis scored 13 points, which is more than Galway could score in its entirety against, uh, against Mayo. So look, that's one to look forward to. A huge game, 345. It's very hard to call and you know Tyrone famously had the Indian sign over Kerry uh, uh, in 03, 05 and 08 and they beat them in 2021 as well in the semi-final so a difficult game to call um, 
can Tyrone stop, you know, Warner McNamee, I wouldn't like to use the full-back on Outmark and David Clifford. Based on form, you'd still maybe give uh, Terry a slight, slight uh, shout-out there. There's two, two very quick things I want to say, Ian. First, we're, Ray, but, sadly, we'll preview all of those sort of games in the no, last word on Sport I, I, on Friday. We really are out of time just, today on this Can we just one. say well done to the Monaghan Miners who got to the All-Ireland Final for the first time in over 80 years for Monaghan. Well done to them guys. Well done. Ray Silk, Martin Carney, thank you very much for joining us here on The Last Word. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.